Paris. He wore scuffed brown cowboy boots and beat-up jeans and a white cotton T-shirt. His shoulders were wide enough to stretch the knit shirt taut across them. His biceps bulged with muscle and his skin was surprisingly tan. He was thin. No, that wasn't the right word. Lean was the one she wanted. Lean and hard and tough as leather. His hair was the same color, coal black, as it had always been, though it was longer than he used to wear it, almost touching his shoulders, and wavy. His face was the same. She would have recognized him anywhere once she looked into it, although several days' worth of stubble blurred the lines of his jaw and chin. The sullenly handsome boy she remembered was still sullen, still handsome, but no longer a boy. He had matured into a dangerous-looking man. It occurred to her with a sense of shock that Johnny Harris was now almost thirty years old. If she had ever known anything about him, she no longer did. He had spent the last ten years of his life in federal prison. He stepped down onto the asphalt, glanced around. Rachel, who'd been standing off to one side, gave herself a mental shake and started forward. Her heels caught in the tiny craters they had created in the pavement, and she stumbled. When she recovered her balance, his eyes were on her. Miss Grant. He didn't smile as he gave her a thorough once-over. The look was almost offensive in its bold assessment of her femininity, and it threw her mentally off stride. It was not the kind of look that she as a teacher expected to receive from a male student, or former student for that matter. Respect was not in it. Johnny, welcome home. It seemed absurd to address this hard-faced man as she would have addressed the high school boy, but his name came automatically to her lips. Just as, apparently, he had also slipped by force of habit into the remembered form of addressing her. Home. His lips thinned as he glanced around. You're right. Following his gaze, she saw that Jeff Skaggs, eyes wide and Coke cans suspended halfway to his mouth, was gaping at the pair of them. The news of Johnny Harris's return would be all over Tylerville by suppertime, Rachel knew. Idel Skaggs, Jeff's mother, was the biggest gossip in town. Not that Rachel had ever thought to keep Johnny's return a secret. There were no secrets in Tylerville, Kentucky, at least not for long. Everyone knew everyone else's business. Still, she had hoped to give him a chance to arrive and get himself reoriented a little before the inevitable storm of protest broke out. If certain segments of the population had known in advance that Johnny Harris was coming back to Tylerville, they would have raised heaven and earth to keep him out. Now they knew, or very soon would know, but it was too late for them to do anything about it. There was going to be a huge outcry, and much of it was going to be directed at her. But she had known that ever since she had read his letter asking for a job so that he could win parole, and she had written back to say yes. She hated controversy. She especially hated to be at the center of a controversy. But she had felt strongly that the boy she remembered deserved a better shake than he'd gotten. She still felt that way. Only the tall, surly-looking stranger beside her was not the boy she remembered. That nearly insulting glance proved it, if anything more than his altered appearance were needed. The driver stepped down, turned to open up the belly of the bus, Rachel took a firm grip on her composure. "'We'd better get your things,' he laughed. It was a sound of derision rather than amusement. 
Miss Grant, I'm holding them. A stained canvas duffel bag that he'd been dangling over one shoulder was swung around for her inspection. Oh, well then, shall we go? He said nothing. She turned to lead the way to her car, feeling oddly disconcerted. Of course she had not really expected the 18-year-old boy she had taught to step off the bus. But she had not been prepared for the man, either. More fool, she. Trying not to panic, Rachel reached her car, a blue Maxima, opened the door and glanced over her shoulder just in time to catch Johnny Harris flipping Jeff Skaggs the bird. The sight of that long middle finger pointed obscenely skyward was all she needed to confirm her suspicion that where Johnny Harris was concerned, she just might have bitten off more than she could chew. Was that really necessary? she asked in a low voice as he approached. Yup. He walked around the car.